I'm John Bolger with Premier Guitar. We are just outside of Nashville at Sean yep. Tubbs place. Sean, yep. thanks for having us, oh, man. Oh man, John, thanks for coming over. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. Blessing. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk guitars for a minute. You, sure. Obviously, you've got a lot of them. I got a few laying around. But yeah. you're laying, you're you're kind of narrowing it down to a couple couple essentials. What yeah. do you got here? This is one I've seen you with the most. Yeah, this one is my Sir Classic, and I'm not even sure how long ago I got it, but I've had it for a minute. And it's already starting to kind of yellow, but I've, I guess I've had it for 11 years, maybe? Oh, Something yeah. like that. High mileage. Yeah, so this is kind of a go-to guitar for me. It's got the Mike Landau's in it and SSV in the back, so it's, it's all stock, it's bone stock. It's kind of the first one that I tend to pick up. Um, it's just kind of home base. I, I tend to be a single, single hum guy. Yeah. And it's just because I can do, you know. This kind of stuff. Sure. And then, you know. Yeah, a lot of, of voices. Yeah, I can kind of dig into it and just have some fun. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a really cool guitar. Alder body. Yeah, it's just, like I said, it tends to be the first one I pick up. Huh. Um, it's, and it's not because it's better than anything else. It's just, this is kind of home base for me. Yeah, you know? well, it sounds fabulous. And it's, it's interesting. They're... Their strat styles are just, it's a, they're shaped a little differently in back, right? Yeah, yeah, the contour is cool. It's not like extreme. Um, you know, we can look at the Tyler. The Tyler's contoured kind of this way too. Um, I, it's funny for me, it's not that big a deal, but aesthetically it looks cool to me. Yeah. You know, and I guess if I do get in this register, I might notice that, but for the most part, I just think it's elegant. I've always, yeah. when, when I think back in the day, at least for me, it was Tom Anderson oh, who sure. I saw doing that. And I was like, God, oh, that's so elegant. Even mm -hmm. if it, and, and obviously it is utilitarian to do that. But for me, I was like, man, that's just elegant. It just looks beautiful, you know? Yeah. And then this cut is kind of typical, but you know, once again, it's a little more elegant than a typical, like, you know, like a Strat cut would be, um, you know, and, and this one is antiqued, but you can see how all this has happened. You know, a lot of these dings came from Actually, I did them. Yeah. This this stuff has actually darkened in. This is kind of the antiquing they did. I think they might have razor bladed this. Huh. At you know at some point. Oh, that's right. They they yeah. Yeah. Did the razor blade yeah. Thing. Yeah. Back in the day, some guys will crack them. You know, freeze them and crack them. But I I'm pretty sure this got razor bladed. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I'm I'm a sucker for these bent saddles as opposed to block saddles. Oh. That was okay. one thing. Like James wasn't super happy with me when I wanted uh, Tyler when I wanted bent saddles and they, cause they're, they're tingy and they're bright and they're, but they're vintage, huh. but they're a total pain in the butt. Yeah. But for me, it's like, I just, yeah, I just like them. And this one's already starting to get a little bit that sympathetic sitaring thing. Hmm. And you just have to go in and deburr it and you know, who cares? Just yeah. fix it. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's right. you know, it's kind of tweet his own. Yeah. But we yeah. like what we like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this, the radius on this one, I, I don't, I can't even remember. It's like all these guys, like, uh, you know, John Sir is going to kill me. I don't even know what the radius is on this. I, it's pretty flat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think mm. it might actually be compound, but I don't know. I have guitars that are flat. I have guitars like my LSL over there. Uh, that one is 
you know, pretty round. Yeah. It doesn't really, I don't care. Yeah, isn't really. that funny how yeah. you, you read about stuff like that? And you, I, don't even, I don't even know my guitar. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. it's like, I like this one. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it, yeah, it's just, it feels comfortable. And if it works, it's like, oh yeah, I can't bend a note as much with the action as low if I've got this kind of radius. But yeah. this guitar feels killer, so I'll use it for something else. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's very, you know what? Thank you. Given the comparison, yeah. let's go ahead and look at this guy. Yeah. I now, remember, God, I remember seeing these everywhere, yeah. and then I haven't seen it for a while. So. Yeah, Tyler's are just. This would be a fun little yeah. compare and contrast. Yeah, now this God, one. This is light, right? Yeah, it's pretty light not, for Alder, not right? Not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, this one, and in this case, James Tyler and Rich Rankin are going to kill me because I'm not even sure. I, I know these pickups are, they're JT pickups. I don't know which ones. They yeah. sound really cool. Yeah. This this pickup in the back is darker than that pickup, and you know, like right away, how much darker that is. Yeah, yeah way more humbuckery. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But if I want to do like a more modern sound. Oh. That's when it starts to like shine. You know, that more kind of modern thing, but still the neck position stuff. God, that's great. Yeah, so these pickups to me are, are kind of close to those. Those are maybe a little bit fatter. But that's the whole point. I would never really change these out. It's my Tyler. So my Tyler is going to be sure. my Tyler because it's such a Tyler, you know. What, what model is this? This one's Elite, a Studio okay. Elite. I think the neck shape on this is a 59. Uh, it's, it's like, I just, man, killer. And he hand rolls, like all this stuff, yeah, is, these see. edges are not scalloped. People say, oh, it's scalloped. It's like, no, it is not scalloped. It's rolled and it just makes it feel like incredible. And the fret work is just insane on it. Now, um, what is, what's that little mystery knob? Yeah, the, the button there. The button, okay, well, yeah. in, in, the, in the, the button and that's, the knob. Yeah, that's part of the active thing. So like if I'm doing, let's go, mm -hmm. let's go more clean. Let's do, yeah, let's do this. So if I want it to sound more active, it's basically Jim, it's a buffer, but it's also a boost, like a okay. mid-boost. So if I don't turn this up at all, because this would be the amount of boost, if I just turn them on. Yeah, so now it sounds active. It sounds like a yeah. set of EMGs almost. If I shut it off. Right. More, more vintage. Right. Way more chimey. Yeah. And then if I start turning up the boost. And I don't really use it for that. What I use it for is just making the pickups active. So a nine volt battery? Yep, 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 it's on the back there. Huh. It's funny, we did this rig rundown with Wadi Wachtel, and he had a, uh, that white Les Paul that he's been playing forever that he actually, I think he bought used in Nashville. Uh -huh. he, he said he had it out for like a decade, uh -huh. and his tech said, hey, you know, that's active. And he's like, really? Well, then it's had the, sa it's had the yeah. same battery for 10 years. Forever, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he never, didn't even know. Didn't even think about it, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 
He's well, like, wow, this guitar is just loud. Well, and honestly, I wasn't super keen on it. But once I, once I got it, I, I immediately saw the use. I was oh, like, oh, yeah. okay, I know exactly what I can use this for. And then when I don't use it, it sounds more vintage and I can do my blues thing or whatever it is I'm into at the time. Yeah. And this is definitely a, a darker humbucker. It's a hotter humbucker. But once again, it's like, well, I could change this to something that's maybe a little brighter, but, but this is my Tyler. Right, like, this right. Is, this is a sound. Why do I want to try to make this sound more like that? It just right. doesn't make any sense. Now it's two guitars, different color. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. People do huh? that all the time. They, yeah. It's like, that's my thing. Yeah. And they just go to, and rather than like having different flavors. Yeah, you know? it's guitar player syndrome. And, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, been playing for a long time now, so I'm kind of over it. But I was guilty of that. I would yeah. buy guitars same exact guitar a different color and pretend like somehow it was different it's like no man yeah yeah and, and i may i may try to find the happy medium between this and maybe that ssv but for now it's like oh it's god it's, sounds great yeah it's just an insane guitar jim jim builds the best stuff just fit and finish and same thing with the contours right you know really really elegant these are a little bit more i guess geometric looking mm -hmm. but just super elegant you know and, and then for me i'm a big stickler about neck joints just the fit and finish on neck joints oh. is, yeah, it's everything. Yeah, it's super, super tight. But you know, that's, once you get into guitars that are in this price range, it's like, they're all great. Yeah. It's, if you don't like it, it's not because it's not a fabulous guitar. It's just yeah. because it's not a fit, you know? Right, right. But yeah, this is, this is my baby. This is a very prized, yeah. Yeah, great. Prized Strat. Great guitar, yeah. okay. Yeah. You know, it's funny, the, the active thing, clean, really does just sound so sparkling. Yeah, right? well, that's the thing. It's like I don't have to do anything. I don't have to turn up anything. I don't really have to change anything here. I can yeah. just hit the button and go, oh, okay, there's that sound I was looking for. Yeah, a little active. more, just kind of awake. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, that's killer. Cool. Yep, really good. Man. Okay, two great strats. Now yeah. what do you want to look at? Uh, you know what, let's look at that uh, Les Paul. Okay. Good. Yeah, that one's fun. Standard of the industry. This one definitely has a story. Oh, good. Um, I love stories. And I'm still trying to figure out what the story is. Uh, so, Tyler Chiarelli, uh, Florida Georgia Line. I'm yeah. not sure if he, I, I don't know that he plays for them anymore, but apparently it used to be his. But the story behind it is it started out life as an uh, R9, plain old R9. Mm. And then... I'm not sure who did it, but somebody basically stripped it, the, the whole finish. Wow. Redished the top, refinished the top, reshaped the back of the neck, refinished the back of the neck, put a stinger on it. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I think, and you know, you can see how that's just beautifully aged. I mean, it's yes. absolutely gorgeous work, whoever did it. Right. Um, I, I've been told this is actually a 58 tailpiece. And I think it is because it's ridiculously light. I took huh. it off there and I was like, yeah, this is, this is probably an old tailpiece. I don't know if it's 58, but... And then pickups-wise, I'm told that these are CS pickups, but they are kind of custom-wound. They're definitely not potted. Hmm. You find out real quick that oh, they're not really? potted. Yeah, when you, you know, turn up Very some gain, sit in front of the amp. Yeah, but it sounds like crazy, uh, crazy open. Um, but yeah, it's, it's absolutely killer guitar the neck shape on is just you got to be kidding me but like i said it's it's not a typical r9 for sure but i love how it sounds um even just for like clean voices oh yeah
tune it. I was like, that sounds odd. That sounds well, jazzy, and I'm that's a straight G two. It sounds kind of <laughs> you know, pretty jazzy. Funny how how somebody will take a guitar like that and then put all that work into it. I mean, like they had really had a vision. Yes. And then they get rid of it. You know. Yeah, and then now I've got it. It's like, yeah. What? Okay. It's like it's like you know, it's like with Jeff Beck's '54 Oxblood. Like somebody went to such trouble yeah. to have it refinished and put different pickups and all that jazz, yeah, yeah. and then they're like, "Nah, I don't like it." Yeah, I'm not. This isn't really my thing anymore. And it became his, like his the main his thing. Yeah, yeah. the main kick, you know. And uh, I don't know. It's I. I guess we all do it. I, I would have to be honest as a guitar player. I certainly do that. Yeah. Where my ears will change, and but it it's usually in like 10 year intervals and I know I'm aging myself yeah. but that's that's when I honestly it's like okay it's time for a change I just need to do something else but yeah. I'm kind of like that kind of like that in life oh anyways, yeah you know, god think, yeah yeah 10 years it's an eternity yeah, yeah. It's, it's a minute you know? <laughs> but yeah I, it's like I get it it's like this thing is absolutely yeah it's a stunning guitar it's it's really fun to play I'm not like a total Les Paul guy but but you got to have one in the arsenal and yeah. you got a great example yeah it's, it's, and just Oh yeah. It's so smooth, you know. Yeah, so it's Yeah, that's great. It's a sweet one for sure. Well it's funny how like different guitars just pull different stuff out of you. Yeah. You know? Well that's the thing. I play different when I pick up this guitar as opposed to if I were to pick up like the Duesenberg or right. that, that PRS or one of my strats. And that's what I love about guitars is yeah. sometimes I got nothing. So I pick up like, you know, I'll call it on the session my secret weapon. It's like I got nothing. So I'm yeah. gonna pick this thing up and it's gonna force me to do something different. Right. And yeah, and then you're off to the races and this is certainly Certainly that and it, it's really really inspiring. I mean, I say I'm not a Les Paul guy until I play this Les Paul and then I'm kind of I'm kind of Les Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I end up being a, yeah, a bit you of a are Les Paul when guy. you're playing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, very sure. cool. Yeah, it's a good well, one. Let's uh, let's do a little, another little compare and contrast. What do you want to look at now? Uh, you know what since we're in humbucker mode, let's check out the the PRS the, okay, the cool. DGT. Yeah, that, that oh, yeah, that poor thing has been through the ringer. Oh, yeah, what That's a great guitar. Such a good guitar. Yeah, this God, one. this is light. Yeah, I know, right? It's not chambered. Wow. Yeah, it is not chambered, which is crazy. Yeah, this one I did a bunch of touring with Carrie. Um, and this this was the early one, like 2010. Yeah, 2010. Sure. So this is when they there was a bit of an issue with like the nitro that they were doing. Yeah. Um, so this kind of stuff was happening. But yeah. I just did not care. Right. I just, you know. See, I like it. Mine, mine is the same era, mm -hmm. and the and the uh, the nitro was, I, yeah, it, it it was doing something. Yeah, they and were yeah. a bunch shipped off. I like it. Sounds, yeah, sounds even better. Yeah, I could tell there was just it was something they were trying to sort out. Yeah. You know, if it was actually chipping off there, you know, in like big chunks, it might have been an issue. But yeah. you know. But yeah, this thing this thing sounds great. Uh, it's got a bunch of belt pack hits in it. From just super quick changes and then sure. it's got all the rash from slamming into boats and because we did so many just quick changes with with carrie the guitars we didn't throw them at each other but it was super fast changes and yeah. the belt packs would just get you know slammed into the back of them yeah this one oh no this one it was the other my mccarty 48 that i love that's over there too it had a light light truss lowered on it <laughs> oh yeah great <laughs> so that was fun but yeah, this this thing's been great. I, I it seems like they've changed these over the years, like pickup wise. But 
Um, and I think this, I don't think they do them in nitro anymore. No. I think they've switched away it's, from that. It's, yeah, it's something else. But like with this guitar, what I loved about it, this was a guitar that got me into PRSs, for sure. I didn't have like a ton of interest in them. And I was backstage at, I think it was an ACM Awards at Bridgestone, and PRS mm. was there. And the Grissom had just come out. Yeah. And I'm a Grissom fan, so I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll check that out. So I just yeah. picked it up off the boat, and I was like, okay, I need to talk to somebody, because yeah, yeah. this is just the neck shape. Everything about it was just killer. And then, you know, the pickups, I'm not sure what the deal is with them, but they just, they just sound different, man. Yeah, you know, I, just, I think he like totally voiced his own Yeah, thing. yeah. Yeah, that's great. And I love the way they split. In that neck position, nothing splits like that, right? Yeah. And even just for like straight up clean, you know. Yeah. God, that's great. Yeah. So I mean, that was that was a thing that sold me on it. Um, the tremolo on it is insane. But you know, Paris, they just do great stuff. Oh yeah, great company. Yeah, yeah. So this is definitely, you know, one of those guitars where I'm very nostalgic about this guitar because sure. I did so much, you know, touring with Carrie with it. It's just been yeah. And totally stock, right? No. Bone stock, yeah. 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 I don't really mess with that stuff, man. I, I leave it alone. Uh, the only time I even change, I even think about pickups is if I don't like the pickups that are in the guitar. Yeah. But if the pickups in the guitar are fine, I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, I wonder what else is out there. Like, yeah. ooh, what's that? It's like, I don't, I honestly can't deal with that distraction. My little brain will just come to a halt oh, if right. I allow for those types of distractions. Oh, yeah. Because you know? if you go down that road, then it might never stop. Yeah, and I'm not yeah. playing guitar anymore. Now I'm like obsessing <laughs> yeah. over, you know. Right. And, and I'm not slagging on anybody that's down for that, yeah. that loves that kind of thing. It's like, God bless you, because yeah. the, the tone quest is real. Yeah. But for me, I just, Unless I'm unhappy with something, it stays bone stock. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, the first thing I would want to do is like, can we get these in like bent saddles? Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like, I don't care. It sounds great. Yeah. Right. You know, leave her alone. You know? yeah. Same with frets, everything. It's like something's got to really be off before I'm like, I think I might try different frets. It's like, right. No, these are big frets. Those aren't, you know, I've got guitars that have tall skinnies. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, it, unless it bugs me, I, you know. And very little bugs me. Yeah. You know, honestly. Yeah. When it when it comes down to, I mean, things bug me, but you know. What yeah, I mean. but I mean, if they're all great guitars, it's like the difference is just a difference. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's just, not really. It's just not yeah. really like a better or worse. Yeah, it just has to be different. The only thing that's bugging me right now is my hair. To be honest with you. That's that. <laughs> oh, that is oh, bugging me. The hair looks bad. <laughs> strong hair, dude. I, I, I just I'm, I'm just not sure. I told you guys to bring another chair for my hair. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's okay, but yeah. you know, it was in the no. right. <laughs> good, no, no, Sean. Good, good hair day. It's all perfect. Now let's get into this weirdo. Yeah, I love this thing. Uh, Duesenbergs, there's just a thing about Duesenbergs. Um, I just don't have anything on my wall that will do what Duesenbergs do, especially the star player. It's like I can kind of fake it. I can get my telly to sound like P90s, I can get my humbuckers if I split them to sound kind of like a Strat. But there's something about these doozies that just, I don't know, it's, 
and the, the way they feel and they're super long. They're not long scale, but the string length is just crazy long. So they have a different it is long, right? Yeah, because I mean, it makes the rest of my guitars look like ukuleles, mm -hmm. you know, but it's not, you know, it's like they should change the name of this thing to Leviathan. Yeah, right. Of Duesenberg. Let's call it Leviathan. Yeah. But uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's that tone right there. Yeah. Just that clean tone. Yeah. It's like, what does that, you know? But you know, I can add some top end to it, you know. And then, you know, neck position. So, I mean, what I'll reach for this guitar for is, and I did use this, not this particular one, but I used, I had a black star player that I used with Carrie uh, on songs like Cowboy Casanova and Last Name, and it's just killer for crunch. But what I use it, tend to lean towards, is uh, this kind of thing. Yeah, you just can't, I mean... Just those two positions, you know, but if I if I do want to do, you know, the rock thing with it, it does, you know, it does the angry, you know, rock deal. So I have I have no problem getting that kind of thing out of it, but it's just super a great feeling guitar. The neck feels amazing on it, and it's just different. You know, it's you the know? few that I've played, it seems like you it seems like you you kinda have to work a little bit more for them. Like they don't themselves you have to it's yeah they're a little bit more like demanding like if yeah. you're gonna you know um, like it's gonna especially bending nose it's yeah. like there's a little bit more tension there and uh, I remember talking to Nathan about it from Duesenberg and that was his thing too he's like yeah they actually demand a little bit more from you but but when you bend into that note there's this sympathetic thing that happens it's it's between the human being and the instrument, and and he's right. There's yeah. just something about like just the longer, you know. It's not a super long scale guitar. It's just there's a ton of string on here. Like when you put a string on, you know, especially up here, you've only got about this much left on the end. Right. Usually you've got like tons. Oh yeah. So it's just there's just a ton of scale or string. So the longer the string, obviously a little bit more tension. Yeah. But uh, I mean, you yeah. think about that D string going from there to mm -hmm. there. That is. Yeah. Yeah, and then wrapping around. Yeah. And then, of course, this is the only, I mean, if you, you know, obviously, if you get a Bigsby set up right and you get everything sorted out at the nut, the Bigsby, it'll, it'll stay in tune. But these these tremolos, as far as like a Bigsby-style tremolo, are just the best. Like, I'm not scared to use this trim like I yeah. would um, a Bigs. But, yeah, it's it's a remarkable guitar I'm, I'm really really blessed to have one it's just interesting too it's like who does a spruce top you know laminate yeah. spruce top and then on the back it's kind of hard to catch but it's a I, i'm pretty sure that's a laminate but the flame maple back sure is really, and and who like arches the back yeah you know like it's just that. i mean obviously you know it, it happens but not that often on a guitar that's cut this way yeah and yeah, like I said, the pickups are just so unique and stringy and cool. I mean, I've got things dialed kind of dark because um, when I'm playing by myself, I, I just like that. Sure. Um, but like my rule is, especially when I was playing with Carrie, is, is if it's not a little too bright for you to play by yourself, it's way too dark. Because when the other seven players show up, oh, right. you're going to disappear. 
Well, you know, that is so true. Yeah. I mean, it's like the smaller the band, the darker you can get. Absolutely. Like, like, like in a yeah. three-piece, oh, you know, neck pickup, cool. Yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> do whatever you want. Yeah. But yeah, when I was playing, you know, like I said, it's seven other cats. You God, know? Yeah. And it, it, you know, just takes up a ton of space. So everything goes the opposite direction. I remember when I would sound check, I wouldn't even play. I'd play for a second. Yeah. knowing that my tone is dialed to sound great with the band and it would sound great with the band but by itself you know but if you i mean check guys that know like joe walsh yeah his tone is boo right on stage right but listen to it out front oh yeah good god yeah it's perfect you know, and that's that's <laughs> yeah. the whole thing it's like he knows i mean yeah. joe walsh is the man and yeah yeah guys like that they just know so yeah, I, I, but when I'm just sitting by, you know, playing by myself, it's like I like to dial stuff a little bit darker. Treble's not really my friend until, right. I, until I need it. It's like my fair weather friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny, though? It is it is like that. It's yeah. like the, the, the tone that is so pleasing to us alone will often not cut or not. And the tone that, mm -hmm. that sounds great in a band usually is not... Mm -hmm. is not oh, yeah. a comfortable tone. No, it's... Because it's, you're fighting. Yeah. You're fighting to get hurt. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be a little bit brighter. you got to roll all those lows out. Yeah. Everything's got to go away because if you don't do it, then the guy out front's going to shelve it out yeah. and you're going to sound even more processed. Because right. that was the thing I learned. It's like, well, yeah, I can, I can have it really fat in my ears and because I'm hearing mainly me and you know, I can make it work, but then the front of house guy is shelving and tweaking and he's taking my source tone and trying to make it fit. And at the end of the day, I knew that my tone would sound better if I presented it ready. Sure. And then out front, they're way happier. Yeah. Because they're not messing with me. Right. And they're just panning me wherever they want me and that's it, you know. So it's, it's a thing. It's, it's, it's one of those things that's really difficult for guitar players, especially guys that are kind of new to playing out in... In ensembles, it's like, where did I go? It yeah, it's so great. And, I know. It's like know. I'm the loudest thing on stage, yeah, and yeah. you can't really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when you can hear, hear me, yeah. nobody knows what I played. Yeah, they, can, they heard something, yeah. but they have no idea what it was. So, yeah, yeah. It's funny. That's a it's a guitar player thing, you know. God, I know. Yeah, yeah. We're we're <laughs> weird people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of weird, yeah. let's uh, let's talk about some pedals. Yeah, yeah. Um, or do we talk about pedals or amps? You've got. You've got plenty got, of stuff around I've here. I've got scads of amps. Um, yeah, know. actually, yeah, why don't, we, why don't we go through amps first and we'll Yeah, I can just kind of talk about what I do with them. Like this guy, definitely a little bit more modern. I wouldn't consider it just modern, but I tend to use this for uh, channel gain. So if I want tube-driven channel gain, this is great. Uh, especially this channel is right. really killer, the second channel. And that's the generator? The yeah, Rev that's generator. the Rev Generator 120. We just did a rig rundown with uh, Smashing Pump pumpkins and oh, jeff yeah. schroeder i think he's playing he had he's got two of them yeah yeah, yeah yeah jeff and i go we go way back but jeff is actually uh running these the way i'm running when we were talking about earlier he's running them direct okay straight to house because that, it's basically got a captor x in it yeah so he just runs two of them straight to front of house and it sounds insane oh yeah yeah really yeah good. schroeder is a shredder oh he's good yeah. yeah he's yeah yeah that sounds yeah. great that sounds like a meme we gotta yeah. make a t-shirt and send it to him yeah, right. yeah he's he's the sweetest cat but yeah so that's that's what I use this for. It does have a killer clean channel, but I tend to gravitate towards this when I don't want to use pedals at all. I just want channel gain. Sure. That's killer. And then, of course, my DS40. It's one of the few amps I bite. I literally bought sight unseen. Well, the, the I just knew right I would like the Dirty Shirley. Yeah. yeah. And it's been fabulous. That I can use for pedal platform or gain. Love it. This guy is definitely pedal platform. That's, that's my Bella. That's what I use the most. That's probably the first amp I turn on as a pedal platform amp, especially for demo videos. It's always that amp. 
really great. Next to that, it, that's an older rev. That's a 40 watt 6V6 powered amp, mm. and it sounds killer. It's a really good amp. Um, and I use that for slightly broken clean tones. It sits in a track really well. Same thing when I don't want to mess with pedals. And of course, my Friedman uh, BE100 Deluxe is just, that's just a monster. Yeah. That's for if I, I really want, you know, vintage but modified Marshall tones. You, right. you can't beat that thing. All three channels are fab on it. And then, yeah, the little, that's the little G20. That's basically the same as the D20 that I'm using on one side of the mix, but it has an overdrive channel that's based on the third channel of this amp. Oh, okay. And that thing sounds really cool. I tend to use that more as a direct input, the same way I would use, not this, but the, the D20. And then, yeah, I've got my beloved divided by 13s behind you. The sure. LDW on top is kind of a high watt meets Marshall thing, single channel, sounds insane. And then I've had that FTR 37 for years. And it's, it's you know, kind of a, I guess, a Fender Deluxe on steroids. And you see the cabs all kind of getting, seen some years, you know, but that thing sure. is absolutely fab. And then, yeah, the Sur Badger 30, that thing's killer. I love to just honk direct through that and just put a 57 on it. Yeah. Uh, with that cab, actually, sounds really good. And then that Princeton's actually a buddy of mine's Princeton. And I might be the only guy that doesn't like to plug pedals into a Princeton, at least in yeah, Nashville. He, yeah, but you are the only. I guy. might be the only guy, <laughs> but I'd love to crank a Princeton and just put a mic on it and. Go. Oh, they're great. Yeah, it's they're fabulous amps. But yeah, that's actually a buddy of mine. He's been kind enough to leave it around. And then, yeah, these two are what I'm using right now. So okay, yeah. So yeah. let's see what what the rev is that the d20 that's the d20 yeah so that's a little uh 20 watt 6v6 amp single channel definitely pedal platform um and then this guy is uh, a red plate blues machine and you can kind of choose between like blackface all the way to kind of tweed tones okay so that's on uh, the right side of the mix this is on the left side of the mix so that's what i'm using and we're running these direct so so no mics the rev is running direct on its own through the two notes embedded stuff and then this is going into my aux on the right side, and then you can see 4x12 cab on sure. the aux. And then what's on that is actually a 4x12 as well. Have you ever run the rev into the aux and mm -hmm. saw what the... Oh, yeah. sounds It sounds killer that way. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you can run it... Like when I'm on the amp switcher, everything either goes through the aux or I have a cab in a closet... Uh, 2 by 12 Bogner cab with a Royer 57. Yeah. It either hits the aux or it hits that cabinet. Um, in this case, um, like with that rev, I'll run that direct and it sounds killer if I need to do that. In this case, it worked out great because right. I've got my aux on one side and then the rev on the other running direct. Perfect. Um, but that thing sounds honks great through a cabinet, sounds killer through this, but I don't know why you would really do that because the IRS yeah. sounds so good in that. Yeah, yeah the only reason you do <laughs> yeah. that is to just check how good the direct yeah. is. Oh yeah. And it's, you know, yeah. It's they're they're very convincing. Yeah, oh, yeah. It sounds amazing cuz I mean that's a, the whole idea behind that was to play through as my at least my deal is yes, I've I've used modelers. I used them on the Storyteller tour. We had yeah. to use Fractal cuz the stage spun and turned and Sure. You know, we had to do that. That's modern touring. Yeah, and know? it sounded fine. It just yeah. didn't feel great to me. Right. My, my thing is I would rather model on the back end. I want to play through a bunch of glass. Yeah. And then if I'm going to model, it's going to be on the back end. Sure. And that's where, like, the aux. It was really the aux that changed my whole world when it came to modeling because I was pretty against it. Yeah. And when they sent me that, and I've had it since they sent it to me to try out and eventually demo, I was like, oh, okay. 
Yeah. This is this is actually to me way way better than not and I'm not slagging on modeling. I don't want anybody coming at me about modeling. Yeah. They're great. Oh, they will. It's great. They probably, oh, they're gonna come at it's you. It's great stuff. But <laughs> but for me, I just when I heard that I was like, okay, that's really close. That's within about 75-80% of like my mic'd up sound. Right. So I was like, okay. Well and the thing about like the mic'd up sound, even that's a moving target. You sure. Know? Like, oh, yeah. like sometimes like everything will be just right and it's like, huh. Yep. Yeah, not uh yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing I love about that too is the consistency. It's right. Like even even with my mics in that closet, it's like, did something get bumped? Yeah. And and psychologically, I don't do that with that. I know mm -hmm. that that's how I programmed it. That's how it's set. Yeah, I can just trust and, it. And and I'm not worried. It's like, okay, if I want to change something, I'll change it on the amps. But I'm like, oh no, is it that mic off axis? Did it get moved? Did it shake? You know. Right. Who and knows? I, yeah. Well, and when you've got. Even when you've got like a cabinet buried somewhere, you're still hearing some of it, and that influences your ears. You know, Absolutely. so it's yeah. not exactly what's going to go into the recording, and yeah. like that, you know, it's so true. You know yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah, and honestly, even when I there's a cab right back there, it's just in a closet, and when I use it, the downside of it is the sympathetics off it. Oh, because yeah. I, it has to be blistering loud. It sounds yeah. killer, but then I got to get these monitors up over that, sure. or I got to wear headphones. Regardless, I'm still feeling sympathetics yeah. from that, and it once again messes with me. So yeah. if I can, you know, I've taken that cab and actually moved it all the way to the last room in the house, yeah. and then it's great. Yeah. But when it's in here, it's usable, but it messes with my head because I'm feeling something sympathetically that I thought was happening in the track, right. and then when I hear it, it's like. Oh yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, you know, I dialed for a sympathetic, yeah. which is not a bad thing. It's a, it's a. That's what human beings do. Yeah, but yeah. So, anyways, that's that's kind of thing. So, yeah, on the right side is this guy, and I'm honestly not a big stereo guy. It's Although, like I, I'm man, kind of the stereo one. spread you're getting is fantastic. Well, okay, so let's talk about that. Let's yeah. talk about the because you are getting this great stereo spread. Here, I'll is trade it? Guitars, so yeah. I'll what the would white, you? The white one. Your old yeah. old number one. Yeah, old number one. <laughs> Thanks, man. There we go. So. Yeah, you are getting this great stereo spread. Is it well? It's what you're getting through your pedals running into the. To show me yeah, your signal change. Yeah, because here's the thing with stereos. I've never been a big stereo fan because uh, when I see someone running basically two of the same exact, exact amps, and then the only thing that makes it stereo is the fact that something's ping ponging back and forth. Yeah. To me, it's like okay, that's a stereo image sorta, and so I always kind of stayed away from it. But honestly, what got me thinking about it was. Uh, I did a, a a show, and I used their amps, and it was two different amps behind me. And when I heard it with nothing, just the two different amps, I was like, yeah. "Well, that's what stereo is. Yeah. That's two different sounds on each side of the mix right. before you start ping ponging things or having a chorus or whatever that makes it." Well, and the other thing I and I, I'm still avid about this is, if you're going to record stereo, the problem with it is, it's going to get some mono. Yes. Yeah. Unless the producer specifically wants a stereo guitar sound, they're going to have to sum you to mono, and that could create problems later. Sure. So in general, like when I do my record or something, I'll do it this way. Um, but nine times out of ten, when I do tracks for people, never, unless they ask for a specific stereo pass, because then where you put it, you got delays yeah. banging back and forth, and it's right. like, yeah, but we want the guitar over there. Like okay, well you got to sum the whole thing over, and then and then what? How does the delay sound? Probably weird. And yeah, yeah. So I and once again, the stereo guys are going to come at me like, but that's you know that's just my opinion it, on the matter. Well, it does <laughs> it, but it does make a big issue in, yeah. in mixing because yes. yeah, because engineers want it like 
where they want they want to yeah. almost like it's it's visual. You kind of see absolutely a player there and a there. And, yeah, because I've always got you know, even when I send a rough mix of anything I've worked on, I, I pan things. It's like, well, the guitar sounds great there. I don't like it over here, yeah. but it's great over there. Well, what if it was a stereo pass? It's like, yeah. oh. And you know, there's sound and you know, there's obviously mix engineers that are brilliant that'll make that work. Yeah, yeah. You know, it gets me or people like you know, you see those those old pictures of like. Neil Young, or even like Tom Petty, and mm -hmm. because they would have just like all those amps behind them, yeah. you know, or Eric Johnson, you know, yeah. them, oh, all yeah. those amps, yeah. And I mean, I would think like phasing and whatever would get in their way, and it. Oh, and it probably does. Yeah, it probably but does, but they, yeah. I mean, they sort it out. But those kind of cats are are wanting uh, the blend, and that's what yeah. it is for me. Like these two amps sound pretty different, and by themselves they're okay but for some reason sure they sound fabulous together and yeah. josh smith is another guy he's like i like a fender over here and i like you know a british like eel 84 amp over here yeah it's not necessarily stereo really right but it's the the two tones combined just sound great yeah so i'm i'm changing a little bit on on the stereo thing but yeah like right now even this yeah. this is not that stereo to me of an image i mean because the, no. the delay is straight up, and the reverb, it's stereo, but it's not, you know. Okay, so take us through this board. What are we, yeah. what, like, your whole signal chain, what are we doing? Okay, so the the switcher is the main thing of the gig rig, which is the new G3 that, that Daniel made, is just insane. So that's basically the mother ship on this whole deal. Yeah. Um, I had the board wired by the boys over at XDS. Oh, they're yeah. in Nashville. God, they're so good. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, it, everything gets routed through that. Uh, the, the chain actually starts with the Octoland because I don't want that thing getting hit with anything. No buffers, nothing. So it actually starts there and then goes to the tuner. And the Octoland, hit, hit that one. Which is like a now, here's, fuzz yeah, now here's the thing with the Octoland is I don't use it for a fuzz. I use it more for uh, light. And the reason I'm dialing it that way is because I, I like to have it hit an overdrive pedal like the tilt. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So is, there, is there any octave in it? Like no, I can, I can do that. But, but you don't. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, if I, if I turn the octave on. Especially if you do like the more kind of. Yeah. It's like I love that kind of stuff. I, you know, and by itself, if it's, and you know, like I said, by itself. Cool. You know, it's doing what it's supposed to do. But that's the thing, I can just reach down and either turn the octave on or off. But for the most part, I like it. Yeah. It just sounds like the amps work a little harder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what I'm doing with that. And you know, it was it was tough. I mean, we can talk about the overdrive pedals, you know, because the tilt is mine. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's take take us through. So the first thing, and so every pedal is routed through the G3. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the the tilt is mine, and and the problem with the tilt is because I can do so much with it. Okay, tell me about the tilt. Yeah, the the tilt overdrive is is kind of my thing that I did with Rev. It's a signature pedal. And that one is kind of based around the sound in my head, like the type of gain I like. 
is, is that. Kind of more vintage -y, not super modern. Sure. Um, kind of medium gain. Now the problem with that is I can do tons with it. So when I went to put it on a board, yes, I can do tons with it, but I can't do tons with it programmably. It's not like the knobs are programmable. So I really had to decide, like, how do I want to use this with these other pedals? So that one becomes like the main pedal. It does have, and you've seen me do it, normally I'll use the boost side of this pedal with the EQ to uh, actually add gain or kind of restructure the other side of the pedal. Sure. But in this case, I'm, I've changed what I'm doing because I'm using that side of the pedal as an EQ and a boost for the clean sound. So if I want yeah. to brighten things up. It sounds, it sounds killer. Yeah, that is great. So now I can hit it with that and make it bright. Yeah. It works great, but really we can go from that to the light speed. Um, the light speed would be next. Basically, the light speed is before the tilt. Now, one thing to keep in mind, not to make this confusing, is per preset, I can totally reroute these pedals any way I want. Oh. But as a default, the light speed actually hits the tilt. So the light speed by itself, that's my clean. Yep. The light speed is just adding a little bit, but that once again, that's by default. The light speed can do more than that, but what I want it to do is hit the uh, the tilt. So yeah, bigger, more pushed, more ampy, you know. Because I wanted some place to go with the tilt. Like, I, here's my start. I can I can do this. I can add the fuzz for soloing, or I can add the light speed for just more. That's yeah. kind of my more thing. But then the light speed by itself. So I wanted everything to be really usable by themselves or into the, and it took forever. I mean, oh, sure. like lab mode to get that figured out. So oh. that's that, that's how that's working. So light speed into the tilt, like I said, I can change that, but that's how it's, uh, it's set up. And then, yeah, the other, the other pedal is I put a rat on there, literally just to stamp myself out of it. Yeah. <laughs> just to have like something that is so different. Yeah. So yeah, the rat, high gain. And then the, uh, that XTS EQ is there just to enhance the, the rat a little bit. So when they, when they, when XTS tweaks your EQ mm -hmm. and that's just the G7, what do they what do they do to it? Yeah, they basically are, are moving it into all the mid voices. So the, I think the original one goes down to what a hundred or something. Right this right. one only goes down to eight hundred. Oh, okay. So it, it makes it more mid centric. Yeah. Uh, which is really cool, and they do it does sound cleaner. They're quieter. Yeah. You know, I've so got mine's not modern. It's really yeah loud. Like, yeah like they can prohibitive. Yeah, loud. <laughs> they yeah. can be they can be problematic yeah. for sure. But yeah, I mean, so in this case. It's very subtle. It's just adding top end. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, but that's there, like I said, just to, I'm kind of out of tune, huh? 
that's there just to literally, it was like, man, I, I want higher gain, but I don't want to keep doing the more thing because me as a human being, it's like I find something I like, which is the tilt, and it's like, okay, well, what's the more setting? But it's not like a new setting, it's just more. Sure. The, uh, the, uh, the rat pedal really forces me to just go someplace else with it. Right. Know? Well, and overdrive's the toughest thing, you know. It's it, a, it, you need a lot of options because they're... Again, it's kind of a moving target. Absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah. So that that's been working out great. And then, yeah, I use the big sky for the typical thing. Um, so, like right now, it's just kind of a hall thing, especially if I shut the tuner off. Yeah. And I can, you know, I've got it on an expression, so I can turn it up. Or, or rather, Dunlop. Yeah. yeah. It's just typical hall. Yeah, it sounds great. Though. Oh man, yeah, they, they, that stuff's been around, seems like, for quite a while, and it just works. I, yeah. you know, no reason to try anything else. At least for me, I mean, once again, there's a bunch of great stuff out there. Sure. Don't come at me about, but I'm just saying, like, that just works really well for me. And of course, the, the delay, that's my typical, you know, thing that I do. You know, I can do more of a, like a stereo dual thing. Oh yeah, that's cool. And that's the timeline? Yep, yeah, so. I've got that on an expression too, so I can turn that up. Add a spring to it. Oh, that's great. I can add some top end. Oh, that's great. And then the, uh, the Eventide, um, I use that for kind of mod stuff. So like right now, the Eventide's doing the, uh, basically a tremolo. But I might use, uh, let's, I think, yeah, I can do uh, more of a, the Leslie thing. Yeah, cool. And then I've got that on an expression. Speed it up. Oh, so is it tied into the same expression as the, they yep. can share them? Yeah, absolutely. I can, I can have this expression based on how the G3 works. I could have oh. that one pedal change everything if I wanted. Oh, so it's not running into the into the pedal, it's running into the G3. Yeah, it's routed there. Okay. Yeah, so all the mapping happens there, which is absolutely brilliant. Oh, so yeah, I can send either one of those expression pedals pretty much wherever I want. So in this case, it's handling rotary speeds. Oh, that's great. Well, yeah. and your volume is just running from the guitar into the uh, no, into it, or is the, the volume in the, the G3 volume as is well? actually in the G3. Um, it's basically like an insert, but it's it's a loop. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of this Lely. Um, Layla, Layla, Layla. I I don't know. Yeah. I I I, I just I've, said I'm a big fan. I don't even know how it's pronounced. You know what? I get two of them, yeah. and I don't know how they're pronounced either. Yeah. Big I, fan. Oh yeah, where yeah. are they from? Yeah. I don't, don't know. Don't know. Scandinavia. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, there's no moving parts because I just murder volume pedals. I don't know why, but this one doesn't have all the stuff that's going to break. It's based on magnetics and like a voltage control amplifier. Yeah. It's just so smooth. So smooth. Yeah. Right? So yeah, it's in an insert. You can see there's a volume insert there. Oh. So what's nice is that's why I have these separate from the board is sometimes I just want to take the board. I don't need anything with a treadle on it. I don't, I don't need it. And that way, because it's uh, just an insert, it's normaled. If I don't have a volume pedal, I, I'm still passing signal. Sure. That's the, the whole deal with that. 
Um, and then I do have this setup. I can do wet cab, dry cab. I can do stereo like we're doing to the inputs of the amps. Um, I can do effects loops in stereo. Um, Barry just like covered every bass. He was, God, he, that's great. He covered stuff I didn't even think about. He's right. like, well, you're going to need this. And I was like, yeah, I knew I was going to need that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know I was going to need that, but that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so do you find like with those effects that you you've got your stock things you go to all the time, mm -hmm. or do you still get into them and tweak and find different things? I, I really kind of don't. Yeah, um, right? There, I mean, there are certain things, like I think on this one, what did I do? You know, I'll mess around with things like that. Yeah, um, if you find like a weirdo thing like that, you might be able to, yeah, cause, you might run into the scenario where it's like, oh, that's what I need. Yeah, because what if I do, what if I do this? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that kind of stuff, but that happens on the fly where it's like I, I'm in a session and I need a sound. Sure. But for the most part, you know, this this thing is really that's pretty much that's pretty much my world. Like Yeah. Just those two delays and then I can turn on. That's pretty much where I live. Right. You know, at the end of the day. But as a pro player that, you know, it's like guitar players are in a service industry. So yeah, right. if, if they say, hey, I want it to sound like a river flowing over rocks left and right, but upstream with fish, and it's like, okay, well, I've got, let me find that for you. Right, because the customer is always right. Absolutely, I mean, yeah. that really is it. Just... Yeah, that's why I tell every young guitar player, is like, look, man, if you're gonna, especially if you're gonna get into session work, but it doesn't matter, session work, touring, you're in a service industry. You, yeah. you need to be able to separate yourself, create distance between you and the gig you're on right. and, and basically make sure they're happy. That's how you continue to work. Right. And, and, <laughs> you know? and I think it's almost kind of like, it's sort of a great exercise in creativity to, to be creative within, within a box, mm -hmm. you know, when they kind of like, they know your parameters and you still have to come up with something cool yeah. within that. That's yeah. like, that's a real exercise. Yeah, there were there were times even like even like on a touring gig with Carrie, it's like you don't represent you, you represent the artist. So yeah. I was with her for fourteen years, and and you really with that many players in the band, you have to stay in your lane. Yeah. So my whole thing was like, man, how far in the pocket can I get with Garrett, the drummer, yeah. and the bass player tonight? How far? How like just sick pocketed can we make right. this? And that was the thing is like so that gave us kind of our in. Right. But at the same time, we were still really representing the artist and, yeah. and making sure management and everything just sounded insane out front and everybody's yeah. happy. But yeah, on a session, it's like that. Well, that's my sound, which is pretty straight ahead. But like I said, producers are going to ask for all kinds of stuff. They're going to want like a lo-fi or they might want your guitar to sound like a telephone. Yeah. And that's when I'd reach for the that XTS or, yeah. or whatever. It's like I've got all the tools I need to do whatever's asked of me. Right. But at the end of the day, my sound is, yeah, much more just kind of organic for lack of a better term. You know? Well, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, the weirdo stuff really is just to pull out when somebody needs a weirdo thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, because even that, you know, I mean, that wasn't nearly as, as cool, but I, I listen to guys like, you know, Daniel Lenoir. Oh, God, yeah. 
when he does stuff like that, it's just, or when he does the, that kind of gospel uh, steel thing. Yeah. Oh my God. But he does those types of effects with the octavers and all the just massive. And it's just like, that sounds absolutely brilliant. So, yeah. you know, I'll go for that because I heard him do it. Right. And, yeah. and really, I mean, guys like him and Luke, they sort yeah. of invented it. You know, mm -hmm. they were like doing it. They were the first like real pedal, you know, creating these huge, mm -hmm. deep, deep signal, you know. Yeah, but still, so, like, really old vintage stuff. Oh, and, yeah. And, well, yeah, it is now. <laughs> yeah, 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 I guess yeah. at the time, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know, Daniel and Waz still just haunts me. And honestly, so does The Edge. I, I still think he's absolutely brilliant. Oh, he's amazing. But it seems like some of the, like, Brian Eno and, uh, and Daniel and Waz, their influence on him actually, right. like, brought him to another level, too. Um, yeah, there's Bill Frizzell. There's there's so many just haunting. Right. You know, we did a we did a rundown on Daniel Lenoir. It was so cool because he had the gear was kind of primitive. Is all this mm -hmm. stuff that he used on Wrecking Ball, sure. know, the Emmanuel Harris album, yeah. and he still had the settings like from that album like written on it in oh, tape. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. That's so cool. Yeah, it was yeah. so cool. Yeah. And still touring with that same gear in that album is what it's got to be like. 25 years old mm -hmm. and it's absolutely brilliant uh, yeah, yeah right yeah and and his stuff is you know i mean it's buzzy and noisy and all that and it's perfect oh man yeah. i never stopped jimmy yeah yeah, yeah right, never stopped right. jimmy didn't stop stevie you yeah know? but and then of course buddy miller uh, oh yeah another good god buddy wow yeah buddy miller same thing just like i know what man. And it's just like playing like a toy guitar yeah. into this primitive gear, and it just sounds well, amazing. Well, but it's also, he is such a musical cat. It's yeah. like there's certain guys you meet, and you know they just drip music. Yes. And Buddy is, yeah. Yeah, he wow. just, what he a just guitar player. finds it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, man, what a what a, uh, what a fun little show and tell day. Oh, this is so yeah. funny. I, I, like I said, I'm so blessed you guys came over. This is yeah. so cool. It's like, yeah. wow, I got PG over at my house. Yeah, right, right. Well, great. <laughs> Dig it. Well, hey, man, enjoyed it. Thank Y'all, thanks for tuning in. Subscribe. Cheers.